I was talking to uh, our good friend CJ and I was saying goodbye and I miss you and all that. And he was, he was tearing up and he, and he said, I'm going to get out of here soon. I'm, I'm going to get housing. I'm going to move out. I'm going to forget this place. I'm going to forget all the horrible nights with no sleep. I'm going to forget all of it, but I won't forget you guys. People of Creston City, people of every, everywhere around the world, this is David Christopher Pacheco. Hi, my name is Kimmy. My name is Arthur Ortiz. Been in Denver since 1973. Okay, so let's just talk in circles for a little bit. <laughs> just talk in circles. Yeah. Just shoot the breeze a little yeah. bit. Now they see beyond what I look like. They see what my actions are and say, hey, that is a good person. A lot of people say home is home is where the heart is, but my heart's in many places. It's just I don't know where home is. Welcome back to Homeless But Human. Here with you once again is Blake. And here with you once again is Shayla. Hey, we are so glad to be back with you as we continue this series of the Summer Service Cities where our missionaries were sent all around the country in that one international site to truly encounter the poor in these new cities and transform the culture of that city. So today's episode is highlighting... Dayton, Dayton, Ohio. Let's go, Dayton. Dayton, Ohio. And here with us is Stephanie and Liam. So, Stephanie, you're a returning podcast girl. Yes, yeah, happy to be back. And you may remember her or you may not because she shared that she put some people put spaghetti on her head when she woke up <laughs> and she still gets asked about that. She's spaghetti girl for You are spaghetti girl. And my yo-yo I get asked about. Oh, so. the yo-yo. Yeah, yo-yo spaghetti yeah. girl. <laughs> Liam. Tell us a little bit about you. Uh, I'm a first-year missionary I'm from Wisconsin, and I'm glad to be here today. Talk about Dayton. Go Paco. No. No. What the I'm heck? I'm actually a Giants fan. Wow. Interesting. My dad's from that Jersey. Hurts. That hurts my heart. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Well, yeah, so so good to have you two with us today. Seeing the different ways that Christ and City's mission not only stays in Denver, but goes out, right? When we mm. have great gifts of the Lord, we have no other option but to share them, right? We overflow with them. So yeah. Can, can you guys just start off by painting us a picture? What, what was it like in Dayton showing up and then ministry kind of set the scene? So I picture Dayton, Ohio to be a very small town. I had never been before and yeah, I just, fair. yeah, I just knew of a university that was there. So the day that we showed up, we flew into Cincinnati and drove into Dayton and there was a skyline and I was very surprised by that. So it was a bigger city than we expected. I think all mm -hmm. of us, there were four year missionaries leading it and we stayed at the women and children's shelter. Oh, wow. And we did ministry there as well as the men's shelter. So the first day was a lot just being welcomed into a shelter where we were staying, where mm -hmm. we've never stayed before. So the poor, right, in Dayton, not a lot of chronically homeless, like Denver, correct? Yeah. Like homeless was, out on the streets? There was very little homeless on the streets. What's the, what is the situation there? Why is that? Basically, the city's solution to their homeless problem is just put everyone in shelters. I think they have I think they have around four shelters in Dayton. They oh wow. Like, they have two others that weren't like SVDP shelters. And so you guys went in to these shelters. Tell us a little bit about the ministry and the shelters for you guys. What that experience was like. It surprised me from day 1. I did ministry at the men's shelter with Stephanie 
and the men were very receptive to us. There was like, they were unaware of it actually, but there was like a brotherhood there that we mm. kind of just got invited oh. into. And that was really cool just to kind of, yeah, enter into that with them. They were just very receptive from day one and it was very easy to enter into friendship with them because they were, they were starving for, for friendship and connection and, yeah. and just joy. There was like a lack of joy at the shelter that we brought that was really, really unique and cool. Also, something I think that's important to know, as Liam was saying, with the brotherhood that was there, it used to be an old prison. So where they hang mm. out during the day is the lunchroom, and then there's the courtyard, and it looks like a prison because sure. it used to be one. So a lot of them just hang out at different tables, and some of them were friends with each other, although there almost seemed to be cliques, and many people were loners as well, just sat at mm -hmm. tables by themselves. So I think that created a culture that was easy to enter into because they were all just sitting at tables. Yeah. And we could just approach them there. And go sit with them. Yeah, or go outside and play basketball with them or mm -hmm. pick wildflowers with them. or R That happened? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> one of my favorite. It was the first Wait, day we were Wait, tell that there. story. I'd love to hear it. Yes, thank you. <laughs> okay, so the first day we went, like Liam said, we were all just very surprised at how receptive they were. And when we walked outside, there was a man who approached me holding a bouquet of wildflowers. Oh. His name was John, and he just handed them to me, and we were already around a lot of other men that were sitting on benches because a lot of people just hung out outside sitting on these benches. And mm -hmm. it was like immediately just rapport was gained because we were all just kind of like ooing and awing at these flowers, hmm. like, ooh, ah, and then I gave them off to someone else. And then everyone was just laughing and it was just like such a special moment. And then some of the missionaries and I, John inspired us to go pick more flowers. And then we started handing them out to people on the benches. And that's how a lot of our friendship started actually, wow. was just through giving like middle-aged men flowers. <laughs> yeah, it was really special. Wow, what a way to just like kick kick it off. And uh -huh. like, I'm sure you were seeing from that. Yeah. I wouldn't have expected that to work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean that in an honest way. Like, yeah. you know, I wouldn't, but I love it. One of my good friends, Johnny, that I got to know there, he saw me holding the flowers and called me over because he wanted one. <laughs> so yeah, not what I would have expected either from a man. I love but that. <laughs> Yeah. I think joy just like yeah, they were so drawn to the joy that we brought. It was a very sad place. A lot of these men are in yeah, great destitution in their life and and to have this like radical joy before them was just so inspiring for them. Mm. One of my favorite stories was Stephanie doing cartwheels in the rain. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> so it started downpouring. I mean, this is like Midwest like rainfall just oh, like yeah, it's it's thick. Yeah, thick rainfall. And all the men are like running inside, putting out their cigarettes or whatever. And Stephanie runs out and starts doing cartwheels. And this, this man goes out with her, Sean, and joins, joins, uh, joins her in the cartwheels. And there were, there were just like a bunch of guys inside just <laughs> amazed at her joy. <laughs> that was one of my favorite memories too. Oh, so childlike. That's so awesome. childlike. Yeah. And that guy who joined you? Sean yeah he was amazing actually what's funny is I ran outside and he was already out there okay so he didn't follow me he was out there with his arms spread open wide in the that's pouring right. rain that's right just looking up to the sky already soaking wet and I looked at him and just thought like wow we were meant to be friends because <laughs> in that moment I wanted to be out there in the rain and he did too and yeah it was really fun he's a good man, <laughs> good man. so many 
little store. But so the two things you've said are flowers and cartwheels in the rain. And also spades. Honestly, I have so many stories I can tell you. They tell are us. really big on spades there. Yes, because great that's game. kind of I think it's that, a card game for all those who don't know. Exactly. Yeah, which kind of was maybe expected with just like the prison culture kind of of like a lot of people just play card games a lot. I've sure, actually sure. never been to a prison, but that's what some of them were saying that they started to play spades when they were in prison and then just yeah. continued with that. Mm-hmm. And there were two a pair so you, it's a four person game and you play with pairs there's one pair that was really good known to be the best in the shelter <laughs> but i'm also pretty good so- <laughs> what no no i'm actually really good <laughs> and i started playing with another guy greg and he became my partner throughout the last week and a half there i lost the first two games against the best pair quote unquote but the last game i won against them and quote the man cj who's one of the best players said to me you play better than all these guys here and i was like yes (laughs) stephanie 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 one of a kind (laughs) liam any other stories that you can think of you'd like to share there was this time when another man who was just such a fatherly figure to us in the in the shelter um he had this magnetic speaker that he could attach to the lockers. So he attached it to one of the lockers and he started playing this praise and worship song. And Stephanie, him and I just put our arms around each other and just listen to this praise and worship song. And to be honest, I'm not a huge fan of praise and worship, but this was a truly beautiful moment. And mm-hmm. he was, he's just so in love with Jesus on wow. fire um, for his faith. And it was just such a beautiful moment. So yeah, unifying in this like dark place that we were in where he just wanted to share this love that he had for Jesus. It was so beautiful. Wow. Did that, was that a friend that you had kind of had the whole time or was that kind of like a one-off encounter with him? Yeah, we had, we had formed a really good friendship with him up and up to that point. And he just wanted to share with us like his, his love for Jesus from the start, really. I mean, he was just so on fire and I like, he had so many words of wisdom that I've received and like prayed about since then that are just so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's something that's, I, I would love to ask you guys and touch on too. Like you were only there for a couple weeks and I'm just wondering how you think you've impacted that shelter because ultimately you left after three weeks of being there and like, was it worth it to go? Like, was it worth it for you? Was it worth it for the shelters that you yeah. were doing ministry in how did you see that they were affected or will continue to be affected a couple of days ago I got a phone call from one of my good friends there his name is Hudson and I also got to talk to another friend Greg on the phone and they were just saying how much they still miss us and things that we left there for them they still use and they keep on the lockers I truly think God is doing I almost I know God is doing big things in Dayton, Ohio, especially at the shelters. Mm. Um, I saw that in Glenn's life, one of the men that he was just sharing about with the praise and worship. Also in Hudson's life, people just through our friendship being brought back to reconciliation with God and conversations we had Mm. and wanting to go back to church. And what was so funny is none of that was explicit in what we were talking about, but just how much their hearts were um, turned back to a joy and a love that I'm not sure they ever experienced before. Like a purity of love 
from us that they were confused about. And that's what I think is so beautiful about sauce is we don't have a reputation going to these shelters. They don't yeah. know why we were there. So in being able to prove through coming back that we really just want to be their friend yeah. through action, they, I think are confused, like even still almost yeah. in awe of like, this is a love that I want. And yeah. that is something at both the women and men's shelter. I saw a lot of what, well, as we were saying goodbye, just to them saying how we impacted them and that we changed the culture. One of the women said this, we changed the culture in a way that it won't be the same when we leave. Yeah. That last day was really when all the fruits of those friendships became apparent to me. I was talking to uh, our good friend CJ and I was saying goodbye and I miss you and all that. And he was, he was tearing up and he, and he said, I'm going to get out of here soon. I'm, I'm going to get housing. I'm going to move out. I'm going to forget this place. I'm going to forget all the horrible nights with no sleep. I'm going to forget all of it, but I won't forget you guys. And the oh. way you have touched oh my, my life. gosh. Yeah. And I was just, I was so touched by that. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. Like you said joy, right? But even if, I mean, I, I'll be as bold to say like, even if you guys had rough days there, those mm -hmm. things, it's like you gave them the gift of yourselves. We talk about this so often around here, right? And one day that happened to be flowers and another day cartwheels and, you know, spades games, all Stephanie, Liam, Sure, you gave them a lot of stuff too, but maybe not that weird of stuff. Um, <laughs> not that weird. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like they saw that, right? And you kept coming back. And yeah, it wasn't forever, but I think that's so inspiring for all of us, right? Like Christ in the City family, listeners, everyone, just realizing like, yeah, sometimes it's the time. You know, she's showing yeah. up. Mm -hmm. Something too, on the last day we were there, a man said to us that, we actually care and that we actually listen. And that's something that in all these stories of joy that we can share is often overlooked is how important and moving just being listened to is. Yeah. And that was something, yeah, that we, I think often overlook is just how much yeah. listening changes people's yeah, lives. You guys were there to just be. Mm -hmm. On the days when I felt like I didn't have much to give, there's still so much more that I could give as long as I was present and listening to them because that's, that's what they're looking for. That's what they want. Just realizing that the gift of my presence was enough. Mm -hmm. Stephanie, we have a note here that you had written a poem, a reflection from your time in, in the shelters. Um, I was wondering if you would be willing to share that with us. So one of the friends at the shelter, Hudson, I wrote a short story about yeah that i would love to share let's hear it it begins to be an artisan means to be skilled in a handiwork in a craft to create from scratch by hand to be an artisan is to make physical to make human art there are artisans of woodworking of calligraphy of rosary making of glass blowing but we are artisans of another kind in Dayton, Ohio, off of Gettysburg Avenue, is a women's prison. Behind is an old men's prison, now converted into a place for the imprisoned of another kind. They are what they call homeless. In Dayton, Ohio, off of Gettysburg Avenue, is a man inside of the St. Vincent de Paul men's shelter. He is around 50 years old, an Ohio native, with a graying beard and a melancholic heart. Before staying in the old prison, he was in an active prison for 30 years, 
formed into a man who for 10,950 days did not have a home of his own. On a Wednesday morning came two 22-year-olds, one a woman short and playing with a yo-yo, and the other a man with glasses who is studying to be a priest in the Catholic Church. They're wearing matching green t-shirts, and they seem to be excited to be there. For people like them, why? In exile to the shelter, he had been kicked out for a couple days. When words took his silence away with an exchange of names, Hudson was his name. The man and woman in matching green shirts bend down and share company. With laughters, words of hopelessness, broken families, his plans for the day, and the three months Hudson had been there at the shelter. Seemingly out of nowhere, Hudson looked at the woman in the green shirt and called her a mama's girl. If you don't know what that means, neither did she. Confused, hurt, she asked him why. He would only continue to call her the same thing, mama's girl. Not understanding, the words were left there at the entrance to the shelter. Between the sandwich of Wednesday and Friday was a day for class for the people who wear green shirts. The class was on the dignity of work. A question was asked that day to the class, all high school graduates. What do you want to be when you grow up? The woman from the day before writes in her paper that she wants to be an artist of people. Not yet knowing exactly what that means, she only knew that it was exactly what she wanted to be when she grew up. The next day, Friday, the man and woman come back to the shelter and start kicking a soccer ball with Hudson. He moves towards and starts to speak to the woman. He continues to misunderstand her, calling her name she does not know. Eyes being met, she shares with him the truth and asks him to stop. With almost no pause, he spits out, I only call you these things because I wish I still had a home. Then following an apology, I am sorry. Finishing with forgiveness, I forgive you, Hudson. Then comes the soccer ball and they continue to play. As the woman leaves that Friday, she walks up and nails him with a simple five words. Hudson, I really respect you. He reciprocates and I really respect you. A meeting in the middle, their friendship not only healed, but now nailed to a truth and a freedom deeper than before. The weekend comes and goes, and the people with the green shirts come back at the same time that Monday. Instead of the man and woman in the green shirts approaching Hudson, he instead comes up to them. Visibly different, he wore his smile boldly. They ask him, Hudson, how was your weekend? My weekend was very good. I have been thinking about our conversation on Friday, and I went back to church this Sunday and I will never be the same. Like in the harvest season, the ripe fruit in his words falls off the vine, and the fruit was so, so sweet, they rejoiced. This man will never be the same. In reconciling their friendship, Hudson's heart repented, and he received the gift of reconciliation with God. He was reconciled to his maker. God in his goodness had laid bare before the woman's eyes, you are an artist of people, an artisan of reconciliation. We are his artisans, reconciliation, our craft. We make physical, we make human, we make more whole his masterpieces. Hudson is his masterpiece. You see, we are artisans of another kind. That was awesome. <laughs> Stephanie, thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> Hudson called me a couple days ago and told me that he'll be getting an apartment soon in about what? a week. And also that he has been continuing to go to church. He went on Wednesday, Saturday, and Sunday, whenever what? they wow. come to the shelter. Yeah. <laughs> so amazing. huge things yeah. are going on at the men's shelter. <laughs> Man. Before we kind of wrap up here, if you guys could describe your experience this summer at Dayton, 
for the, the couple weeks that you were there, in one word, what would you say? I already thought about this. I would summarize my three weeks in Dayton as harvest, mm. like the harvest season. Wow. And we don't always get that. You know, sometimes it's seed planting season. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes it's winter. It's watering. <laughs> sometimes it's winter. Yep. That's Liam? interesting you say that. Were you going to say that? <laughs> no. I guess if I had to describe it in one word, it would be overflowing. Hmm. Just the, the fruits that came from yeah. that. Many of which we don't know. Yeah. yeah. Overflowing. Don't you kind of love that? Like you hate it, but you love it. Like you don't know all the fruits. I think God protects us from our own pride in that. Oh, way. totally. Totally. And even at the end of the three weeks, like if you guys wouldn't have left, you, they would have never shared with you how much you meant to them in some ways, you know? Yeah. Guys, thank you so much for sharing. Of course. We, we thank Dayton. We thank Michael and the staff there. You guys welcomed us and... Yeah, just making this possible and seeing this vision for joy and hope in your shelters is something we are all here for. So we thank you for that. And Yeah, and thanks to all of our listeners who tuned in today to hear about Dayton, Ohio and how our summer of service went there. Thank you all so much. Liam, Stephanie, it was a joy. You guys rock. God bless you all. Bye. Mother Teresa, one of our patrons, would say, if I look at the masses, I will not act. If I look at the one, I will. Because of these one-on-one encounters, because of people like you stepping out of your comfort zone, this mission is spreading. This mission is making its way into parishes, schools, seminaries, and communities nationwide. We have families making care kits for the homeless, college students coming on week-long mission trips and then going back on fire to serve the poor in their cities, seminarians and small groups across the country doing Christ-in-the-city-style street ministry. This mission is becoming a national and worldwide endeavor, and we're so happy you're here. For even more in-depth Christ in the City training, videos, and interviews with the homeless, we invite you to join our known and loved monthly giving community. This is one of the most impactful ways you can join us in this mission. Visit ChristInTheCity.org and make a monthly gift today to join our known and loved community and receive a special Christ in the City gift. Imagine with me for a moment if every homeless person had one friend who cared about them. What a difference that would make in the world. And what if that one friend is you? You can listen to this podcast on iTunes, Spotify, podcast platforms. And do us a favor and go hit subscribe and leave us a review. God bless you.